The truth of the gospel is the principal article of all Christian doctrine. Most necessary is it that we know this article well, teach it to others, and beat it into their heads continually. This is Olive Branch Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Scott Bagowitz, and I'm joined by my other co-hosts, Kathy Strau. Hi. And Luke Kadlicek. What's going on? And that quote you just heard in the opening there was from Protestant reformer Martin Luther. And uh, as it turns out, we're pretty big fans of Martin Luther on this show. And uh, I found that quote a few months ago and uh, really love it because it encapsulates the idea that ultimately uh, the entire point of the Bible and of the scriptures is to point us to Jesus Christ. And likewise, the central concept of Christian doctrine pertains to proclaiming the reality that Jesus Christ first fulfilled the requirements of God's law on our behalf and then died a substitutionary death for us that we might be declared righteous before God. And I think that, you know, that's not a new concept to a lot of people, especially if you've grown up in church. I'm sure you've heard that before, uh, at least to some degree. But I, I think that it is very easy to slip into a mentality um, that as a Christian, because Jesus got you in the door, it is now our job to clean up our lives and that our status before God is somehow dependent upon our performance as a Christian, upon how well we obey God, or upon how well our desires are to, to serve God and to love God. And the thing is, yes, we should desire to serve and love God, but our acceptance is not based on what we do, but on what Jesus has already accomplished for us, on what Jesus has already done. And we as Christians need the gospel just as much as a non-believer who's coming to Christ for the first time. And we need to, to remind each other of the gospel constantly. We need to, to beat the gospel into each other's heads because it is easy to slip into a false and unbiblical mentality regarding our status before God and what that means practically and on a day-to-day basis. I was just going to say, I think when we hear the truth of the gospel is the principal article of Christian doctrine, recognizing what that exactly means to someone who might not be too familiar with what is the truth of the gospel and that being the principal article of all Christian doctrine and and the truth of the gospel is the reality of Jesus and the the reality that he came, he lived, and he continues to live today. And so Christ must be central to all that we are and to all that we believe. He is the lens through which we see all of life. And when he's not, when we start to err and start to go into territory that is, is unhelpful and harmful. I Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think that um, I know in my own life, I frequently, you know, I just I just start to feel, you know, oh my gosh, you know, I haven't been, I've been praying enough. I've been reading my Bible enough. I haven't been serving enough. And, and I start to almost equate somehow that with my relationship with God. You know, I start to feel like, you know, oh, you know, am I, am I really, do I really have enough faith? You know, because if I really had enough, if I really believed that, you know, all this kind of stuff, if I really believe that Jesus died for me, if I really believe that Jesus rose again, if he really gave his life for me, wouldn't I want to do more? Wouldn't I want to do, and I, and I, and I quickly turn that into, you know, a guilt, a guilt thing. 
And of course, I mean, I should be praying. I should be serving. I should be reading my Bible. I should be doing those things. They're not bad things to do. They're good things to do. But, you know, I, I frequently feel, uh, you know, there's this, there's this tendency to revert to the way I view myself before God is based on something that I do did do or didn't do. And uh, it's just, it's so easy. It's so easy to slip in that mentality. And, you know, I just, I need the gospel. I need to hear it over and over, you know, all the time. But yeah, so I want to talk a little bit about just kind of how the podcast came to be and a little bit more about what we want to do here on Olive Branch. I know, Kathy, we were sitting at a coffee shop about six months ago, weren't we? It was the, uh, the Sip Java Company in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So I'll get a little, get a little shout out there to them. But we were just we had, we were interning down there over the summer, had some summer jobs, and Luke was was interning with us as well, doing all sorts of just like media and marketing kind of related stuff. Luke wasn't around for this conversation, but Kathy and I were sitting in a coffee shop drinking some awesome local coffee because I love coffee. I'm kind of an addict. I was at um, Starbucks. You. you were yeah. He was at Starbucks drinking his corporate coffee, and uh, <laughs> and I was supporting local businesses like every every good citizen does. <laughs> kidding so and i was there because starbucks was closed <laughs> uh but we were sitting around i had just kind of out of the blue i i just gotten this idea to do a podcast i thought it would just be fun i wasn't thinking anything too serious of it at the time but i had suggested it and i know kathy i was just like oh we ought to do a podcast and kathy was just like yes we need to do that and you know, this kind of casual idea just kind of evolved over time and we kind of planned and talked about it for months, but then, you know, I got busy and she got busy. We just kind of kept talking about doing this thing. Um, but then eventually we brought on Luke and who is, I'm so happy that we, <laughs> that you're with us. Cause not only are you an awesome voice to add to the conversation and you just make this, this whole thing so dynamic, but you are, you have some awesome recording skills and, uh, and you just, you just actually graduated, didn't you? You just got your, uh, you got a degree in marketing, right? In entertainment business. Entertainment business. Yeah, we're actually, yeah, we're all actually in different locations. Luke's in Ohio. I unfortunately. Am and uh, Kathy, where are you? I'm in Michigan, unfortunately, in the <laughs> snow. <laughs> and I am in Jacksonville, Florida, unfortunately. No, <laughs> no, I, 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 I like it here in Jacksonville. I like, I like, I like living in Florida. It's, it's very nice. The weather is very temperate, uh, so I guess I can't complain. But sometimes, as a person who's grown up in the state, it can get a little bit old. But of course, poor thing, poor thing. (laughs) I just don't know what I'm missing, I guess, or I don't know how good I have it. Maybe I should say, but yeah, so it's kind of, you know, a little bit how we came to be. And, uh, I guess really our goal, like we already said, is to just, is just talk about things that people like us, college students and young adults, young professionals in, you know, in the workplace, talking about issues that pertain to the gospel and our lives. All right, now we're going to talk a little bit more about um, our vision for the podcast and kind of just what we want to talk about and kind of where we are theologically speaking. Okay, so on the show, we want to talk about law and gospel, the law that shows us our sin and the gospel that shows us our Savior. And we want to talk about justification and how it applies to our lives. We want to talk about justification because, as Martin Luther said, justification is the doctrine on which the church rises or falls. I want to talk about two parts of justification, just as if I've never sinned and just as if I've always obeyed, which is also referred to as double imputation. I love that. I love that. I mean, just as if we've never sinned and just as if we've always obeyed. I I love that concept because... It's not, I feel like a lot of people think that Jesus died for us, which is, it's a true statement. But Jesus also first fulfilled the requirements of the law for us. And that's something I feel is, is not talked about enough. 
because Jesus first had to live a life that was perfect and fulfill the law of God. And I had always heard just as if I've never sinned, but I heard the second part just as if I've always obeyed when I went to a conference called Good News for Weary Women. Um, and Elise Fitzpatrick was the speaker, and she talked about both parts, and both parts are very important to justification. Absolutely, and uh, I, I don't know. It's just it when I think about that, it just it just blows my mind. It's just a totally kind of a different. It's not an unconventional way of looking at the gospel because it's really the way that the church has looked at it historically. But I feel like it's really gotten lost in a lot of churches in recent years. And it's just something that I haven't thought about until, you know, much more recently. And and I think also sort of the heart behind the podcast and and what we are looking to do moving forward is as we look at these gospel distinctives, law and gospel justification and sanctification, that we look at this in such a way that is applicable to the lives of young people and so we can sometimes get caught up in theological concepts and fail to see where the rubber really meets the road and so we want this to be something that is a help in applying these ideas to the realities of our lives as young people living in a fallen broken fragmented world seeing how they really do impact our day-to-day interactions with those around us absolutely i i i'm really excited about what we're going to talk about, you know, and I think the thing that's also very interesting about this podcast is we all kind of come from uh, different backgrounds. I know Kathy is, uh, he was, she was raised Lutheran and still is Lutheran. I was raised Presbyterian and and Luke is, is Presbyterian. So we obviously, we come from little differing backgrounds and different ways of looking at, at some of the same scriptures. We all hold a very high view of scripture. We believe that the, the Bible is the ultimate authority for understanding who God is. You know, I think that the one thing that we do agree upon is the centrality of the gospel and the law and the gospel to understanding uh, both who God is, who we are, and, and who we are in Christ. And I think that that's one of the things that really is going to be interesting because we, we there will be times where we might have little debates, we might have little discussions where we, we differ on things, but at the end of the day, it's all about unifying around what's important and not dividing over our differences. And so I'm really looking forward to having some of these uh some of these discussions. And so with that, I think that's kind of our vision. And uh, I think we're going to hopefully lighten things up a little bit now. And uh, I want our listeners to get to know all of us a little better because right now we're just three random people who have Twitter accounts and who occasionally will blog. Kathy, more than probably us, us two right now. So let's do a little icebreaker. Luke, Yo. if you could vacation anywhere mm. in the world, and if you had an unlimited amount of money, where would you go and why? <laughs> Well, I've always wanted to go to the Mediterranean, to to Greece especially, just because of the history there and being able to see the ancient ruins uh, and just sort of take in everything that happened all those years back and be able to see where it took place. You read about it in history books, but I think it'd be pretty spectacular to actually interact with it in person. That's exciting. Kathy, where would you go and why? Mine is not that deep. (laughs) I just want to go somewhere with palm trees so there's no snow. (laughs) Uh, Michigan woes, right? Michigan woes. Uh, let's see if I could go anywhere. I, mine sounds kind of similar to Luke's. I don't want to sound like I'm copycatting, but it is really. You are. I, <laughs> no, I, uh, I love art and architecture. So I would love to go to 
specifically Italy. I think that would be really cool. Go like see the Vatican, some of the cathedrals around there. I think Paris would be really fun. Go to the Louvre, see the Pyramid at the Louvre, which is my favorite piece of postmodern architecture of all time. And uh, yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun. So, okay, let's talk a little bit more about, let's get a little deeper again. Luke, so what pastors and teachers have influenced you most? And do you want to explain a little bit why? Absolutely. It's certainly... I think evolves for me. Just depends on the season of life that I'm in and and where I'm at. But there's definitely some that have maintained a high spot on my list of influencers. Uh, John Piper has drastically impacted my life. His book, Don't Waste Your Life, came to me at a really pivotal point and really helped shape the way I viewed the world and, and viewed my role in it and sort of that I have one life. And with that one life, my main focus is to glorify God with everything that I do. Francis Schaeffer and Abraham Kuyper have really profoundly impacted also the way that I view the world and the Christian's role in the world and having a really big view of culture uh, as far as the Christian's role in it and, and how we can be influencers and, and use the various talents and giftings God has given us. Judah Smith uh, is a current guy who's really impacting me quite substantially and just the way he communicates and the way that any passage of scripture he comes across, he just runs to Jesus with it and the way that he sees Jesus in whatever he's reading in scripture uh, has really challenged me in the way that I view scripture and to really be looking for Jesus every time I open up the Bible. And then, I mean, obviously Calvin uh, is is hard to miss. Just his institutes are just masterful. Uh, I, I'd be hard-pressed to list any other written work, obviously besides from Scripture, that's more influential or just magnificent in its nature. Those are Those are the big ones for me, for sure. I could go on. I mean, I could list about 50 more, but... <laughs> <laughs> Some of the big ones for me, I could go on and on too, um, but some of the big ones for me are Chad Bird and his writing. His writing has really helped me understand more, especially the Lutheran view of the sacraments. Um, so that's a big one. Uh, Robert Kolb, uh, he's a Lutheran theologian, especially his book, The Genius of Luther's Theology, have helped me dig into and understand more of where Luther is coming from and developing um, what his thought process is. Elise Fitzpatrick has been a really good help. She's really helped me understand justification through her writing, especially in the book Found in Him, which is an excellent book. And then Tullian Chivijan, through his writings and his sermons, have really helped me understand the law of gospel and the distinction there. I like it to, I guess I get to go last, and uh, I overlap actually quite a few of, of both of yours. I know uh, Tullian Chivijan's been a huge figure for me and helped me understand the law gospel distinction. It really just kind of came at a time in my life where I was kind of I was kind of trying to figure it out for myself, and he was just kind of a of a confirming voice for me during a, a time of life where I was I was just understanding law gospel, and uh, and then he kind of came in and just like mirrored some of the things that I was I was learning on my own in study of scripture, and uh, yeah, I would say uh, John Piper's also been pretty influential to me, and Matt Chandler I'd say is one of my favorite guys to listen to today. I love what he's doing down there in uh, in Texas. And uh, just some of the his heart for church planning as the president of the Acts 29 network is really encouraging just to hear him talk about that. And just his, his, his centrality, the, the gospel centrality to everything he preaches is just so spot on. And uh, I love listening to, to him a lot. Well, and I think one of the things that's really cool about everyone who, who we've listed is that there are several who are alive and well today. 
uh, but there are also several who are no longer with us. And I think that's really critical in developing a healthy, comprehensive understanding of Scripture and seeing how the wise sort of leaders in Christianity today are interacting with culture through Scripture, but then also looking at how the people before us who didn't have our cultural blinders looked at Scripture and interacted with it as well. And I think that really creates a robust understanding of the world and, and of how we ought to look at and engage with the gospel. Absolutely, Luke. Yeah, and that actually kind of leads us into our our next segment called, uh, we're entitling the segment Cultural Current, and we're going to be talking about just some different things going on in the world and in the culture and just how that relates to our lives and the gospel and the world around us. So Luke, do you want to lead that off? Yeah, and I think also one of the reasons we had this segment is, I mean, we are young people, so we are usually typically pretty aware of what's happening in the news or in the entertainment world. So just a chance for us to either share some music or films that are coming out that we're really excited about or a news piece that caught our eye. And one of the things that popped up on my feed that I thought was really cool is there was a police officer down in South Florida, incidentally, but he had been called, this this is an older story and this is sort of an update. He'd been called into a neighborhood due to a noise complaint from some kid and the kids were playing basketball in the street and it was bothering the neighbors. And instead of yelling at them and getting them in trouble, he actually got out of his car and started playing basketball with them. And then, really? uh, yeah, and then a little later on, a few weeks later, he brought Shaquille O'Neal to come play basketball with the kids. That's insane. And most recently, uh, he actually built a basketball court in the neighborhood uh, for the kids to play on so they wouldn't have to play on the streets and started a foundation called like Hops for Baskets or, or Hoops Not Drugs or something something like that. And that's engraved on the court, but sort of to raise money to build these basketball courts in neighborhoods that might not have the opportunity to play on a basketball court. And I just thought with all the negative news that we see about cops, uh, it's good to just be reminded that there's a lot of good ones out there who want to better their communities and better the lives of those in the community. That is really cool. I, I love hearing stories like that because I just feel like there's so much negative news in the world. It's it's nice to hear like, you know, especially within our day, we have all this like, this, like our society has a very negative view of law enforcement mm. these days with all the different stuff that's gone on. And I mean, I think there's some valid arguments on both sides of the equation. But I think it's definitely been um, an overgeneralized debate as if, you know, we have two groups. We have the cops and the law enforcement and we have, you know, the public in general. And I just feel like that's just a, it's a silly debate to have because it's it really what cops, you know, what what people are we talking about? And I think that stories like this really reinforce the fact that, you know, law enforcement can co-op, not only co- cooperate with the community, but really thrive in the community and have great relationships with the people. And I mean, that's ultimately the way, you know, I think God intended government to work. Sure. Uh-huh. And then totally unrelated news, uh, but still cultural current. Hillsong Young and Free is releasing a new album on when this actually goes live. It'll probably be this past week, but... February 26, Hillsong Young and Free new album. I'm super stoked about that. They've been doing some really cool stuff within the industry and creating pretty quality but also original music, which doesn't necessarily happen in the quote-unquote praise and worship genre. Uh, and so it's it's been fun to see what they've been doing, and I'm excited to hear this new album they're releasing. Hillsong's always been one of those, those groups that I've wanted to see live for a very long time. They actually played down in, I mean, 
they probably play in Miami a lot, but they played down in Miami a few months ago and I really wanted to go see them, but it didn't work out for my schedule to to allow that. But yeah, if I ever get the chance, I think it was it was uh, was it Hillsong? It was either Hillsong United or Hillsong and Free. I don't remember which one. I think it was I think it was Young and Free. And uh, you know, it was Hillsong Live. That's what it, it was. Hillsong Live was coming to Miami, and I never got a chance to uh, to see them. But one of these days, I'm sure they'll be uh, they'll be around. And then lastly, uh, Risen just came out, and that's looking like a pretty fantastic movie that I want to be sure to get out and see before too long. It's not in my local theater, but it's it's showing about 20 minutes down the road. So I think that would definitely Scott, be worth the actor drive. that played Luther. The actor, <laughs> the actor that played Luther mm-hmm. is in the is in the movie. So so that wraps up our uh, cultural current uh, and and really bring in the pod class to a close so just a brief recap we we open with that quote by luther talking about just the need to ensure uh that that christ is central to our doctrine and that we are holding him uh, in the center of our lives in order to properly and necessarily understand scripture and understanding all he's done for us uh, and all that we are called to be in him talked a little bit about just who we are and some influencers in our lives. Now, Scott's going to tell us a little bit about some future episodes that we've got in the work and also how you can contact us in the near future. Yes, we have some awesome stuff planned. We both plan, all three of us plan on releasing some blog articles on the website, olivebranchpodcast.com, over the coming days and weeks. Uh, which we'll probably talk about on the show and we'll kind of provide a basis uh, a little bit for the discussion. Uh, But also we plan on uh, next week uh, really breaking down law and gospel and what is the law, what is the gospel, and how does that relate to both justification and sanctification? In other words, how does that relate to both us getting into the kingdom of God and how does that relate to life within the kingdom of God and our our quote-unquote walk with, with the Lord? So we're going to be talking about that, very excited about that. And we're also going to be after that talking about identity and how our identity relates to the gospel and how the gospel changes our status before God. And when our status is changed before God, how that impacts us practically in the way we view ourselves. And uh, we're also going to be talking uh, another episode about the doctrine of vocation and how um, we can influence the world and glorify God through our work. And the almost counterintuitive idea that sometimes the most ordinary things that we do can be some of the most extraordinary things in the eyes of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's exciting. We're a lot of different topics planned for this cast, but we, we don't want this to be a one-way conversation. We want it to be a, a two-way conversation, a three-way conversation. Uh, we have all sorts of ways you can interact with the show. We'd love to feature any comments or messages on the show. If you have any ideas, any comments, any questions, any things you want us to talk about, please feel free to drop us a line. We're on Facebook at Olive Branch uh, Podcast. We're on Twitter, and our Twitter handle is at Olive Branch Cast. We're also on Ello. You can drop us an email at olivebranchpodcast at gmail.com. Or, of course, our favorite method of communication is just giving us a call and leaving us a voicemail at 774-847-1387. And uh, you will reach our Olive Branch podcast voicemail line. We'd love to feature your voice on the show. And uh, and I think that's about it. You can also follow all of us individually at our different uh, different on our different Twitter accounts. I am at Scott Bagowitz. That's Scott B A J G R O W I C Z. Yeah, you can also follow me on Twitter. Uh, I have a account where I'm blogging daily at, which is at Authenshet A U T H E N C. Z-E-K, and then my personal account is at 116 on 911. And you can follow me at 08Kathy on Twitter, and I write with the Lutheran Knuckleheads, and we're at lutheranknuckleheads.weebly.com. All right, everyone, and uh, that wraps up our show for today. 
We look forward to seeing you on another episode of Olive Branch Podcast. Until then, let's beat the gospel into each other's heads constantly, and we are out. Thank you.